Welcome back to the TD Jakes podcast. Here's part two of Bishop Jakes and Sarah Jakes Roberts. Let's get into it. I tell people as I travel from time to time that love needs a gym to work out in and God gives you your family as exercise equipment. It's there that you learn unconditional love. It's there that you learn how to resolve conflict. It's there where you get your feelings hurt, but love makes you go back for a second time. It's there where you learn how to override issues and see what is the bigger issue and the most important thing. And I think the funny thing that you said, seeing the best in your children is something that I think most parents start out doing. What is difficult is learning when to show them your own flaws. That's a really scary thing because the whole relationship is constantly changing. You go from telling somebody to go to bed at seven o'clock, you know, and eat your cereal and say your prayers to having these frank conversations about who you are on the inside. And I think a lot of parents fail that test because that vulnerability is uncomfortable with somebody who thinks you're the Hulk, <laughs> you know? It takes a great deal of courage to say, you know, Superman is also Clark Kent, but yeah. they can't accept their own flaws if you hide yours. You have to be able to take that risk. How has the way you have been parented affect the way you raise your children? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. And how far, who's going to see this video? <laughs> Let it rip. We always edit it. Let it rip. I'll give you an example. So a couple of Saturdays ago, I had the baby on my hip. I was downstairs. The house was a mess. And I was cleaning up, trying to get everything together. And all of the older kids were asleep. And Torrey comes downstairs and he goes, why don't you wake the kids up? And I was like, that's what my parents to. They would wake us up. <laughs> right, to get up. And make clean up this mess. Get up, get up, amen. I am out in the, you know, the Los Angeles area meeting people who have been raised differently and just having encounters with different cultures and everything. I realized that, you know, my parents really, in my opinion, raised us in preparation of adulthood. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. They weren't raised us to make us, you know, feel good in the moment. They were raising us with the thoughts in the mind, you don't have to survive in this world without me one day. That's and right. because of that, I'm going to expect you to do something today that is going to be a pattern in your life that determines who you will become as an adult. And I am raising my children the exact same way. You know, we're fortunate, we're blessed. God's done a lot of things for our life. But if all of this gets stripped away, I need to know that you can get up and go to McDonald's and fill out an application and take care of yourself right. and have a roof over your head. And that's how I'm raising my children. I don't care about what you feel like doing. This is what you have to do in order to survive. Get in those books, clean up this kitchen, mm. wash your behind, get in the bed, and do the same thing tomorrow because life is real out here. And I think that it's worked out exceptionally for me. I tell my children all the time, you're renting a room in my house. You don't live here, okay? That means that I have expectations on what this room needs to look like, okay? Now you, you sound any. like me. <laughs> <laughs> now you sound like your father. I know, I know. <laughs> Let me tell you, one of the things that you are very much like me, we both like clothes. We like fashion. We like to dress. And yeah, I know. And you got all of these pictures, you know, with all of these dresses and hats and outfits and everything. 
But my favorite picture, I mean, all of them are beautiful and amazing. I love the fact that you are comfortable in your own skin. I don't think it is about how you look or what people say about you. It is about you having a good attitude about yourself that's very, very important. And you have that. But my favorite picture of you is shaking a brown bag full of chicken with flour, <laughs> with flour all over your head. Because nobody would believe the girl who comes out looking like a prima donna would be in the kitchen throwing down like somebody's grandmother. The balance, you know, the balance of having things without allowing things to have you. I think is a very important thing. Some people become so engrossed in image that beyond the image, there is no person there. But we are real people, you know, biscuits and gravy sort of people. People who don't know you, they would never realize. You very seldom see a girl your age who makes biscuits and cakes and fries chicken. And I mean, you're a real woman in that way. How do you balance all of the mommy stuff, the wife stuff, the first lady, the red carpet of being out in LA and still get a brown paper bag and some flour <laughs> and come up with some uh, fried chicken and mashed potatoes? <laughs> you know, I think the brown paper bag is who I am at my core. Like before I was a first lady, before I was a speaker, before I was any of those things, I learned to fried chicken, you know? And when I feel like, you know, sometimes this world can become overwhelming and trying to balance everything. And so I go back to my core, the thing that makes me feel most like sister from West Virginia. Yeah, right. And in that vacation of frying chicken and, you know, making a meal that my family enjoys. I feel like at the end of the day, this is what matters to me. Because honestly, Daddy, like, you know, I got pregnant as a teenager. I went through my bad marriage and divorce. And I can remember times where I was praying, you know, God, the only thing I want is for this relationship to work out. The only thing I want is to graduate from high school. And so for me to be where I am right now, I feel like I'm already further out than I imagined. He has truly exceedingly and abundantly blown my mind. And so I can't allow the pressure of who people want me to be or what my brand may represent to other people to define who I am because ultimately what led them to me was who I am at my core. And if I lose my core, then none of this matters anyway. I have to be able to come into this house and know exactly what's going on with my kids to make a meal that everyone enjoys. And everything that is added to that is increased. You know, book deals, television deals, everything that comes after that is increased. But that's not who I am. That's what I do. You know, that's where the parenting merges. Because on one hand, I was like that, and I am like that, and you know that I'm like that. You know that I will come right in your house and start stuffing a turkey, you know, or doing whatever needs to be done. But on the other hand, your mother is so much like that. Your mother is never happier than when she's taking care of her family. I mean, she's meticulous about it. It was months after you all left, and she was still buying family packs of pork chops for me and her. I mean, 18 pork chops, and it's me and her. I said, who's going to eat this? She said, in case the kids come by. Holding on to your core and who you are as a person, I think, gives you fulfillment and a sense of happiness. We both live in a world, a social media world. Everybody's got an opinion about everything you do, everything you wear, everything you say. 
there are almost 8 billion people on the planet. You can't please all of those people. You have to have a sense of who you are. And I think your parents, your family, your home life defines you. Says this is who we are. I preached it all your life. This is who we are. This is what we do. This is what we don't do. This is what we do. And we stick together. Unconditional love, hell or high water, good times or bad, feast or famine. This is who you are. And I see you doing that with your children as well. Absolutely. I take a lot of pride in who we are. And of course, I've got an incredible husband and Toray, but it's also important to me that they know about their grandmother, Odin, mm-hmm. that they know about their grandmother, Virginia, that they recognize that they come from a family of survivors, that we didn't just decide to start surviving, that our my grandfather owned a janitorial business. You know, it's important to me that they recognize that you have strength mm-hmm. running through your veins, and in spite of what comes up against you, in spite of the negative thoughts that may enter into your mind, that overriding all of those things are a history of change makers, a history of trailblazers. And you got to remember that when you're in those dark moments or those moments where you feel weak, that somebody survived so that you can have this moment. So live in it fully. Take advantage of it and bring the best of who you are into the moment. And I'm proud because I see my children, even at this stage in their life, Malachi is 14, Mackenzie is seven, and even Ella is 11 months. And when she wants something, she means right now. <laughs> and she means I'll crawl, I'll try to take steps, I'll do whatever is necessary to get to it. Because what you all instilled in us is more than just to go, to want something, mm. but to be willing to go after it. Go by after. any means. Absolutely. Yeah.